on Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Mill. Why nine out of 10 people suffer in life and love. Are you one of the 90% whose past childhood impacts you today in life and love? Well, let's find out. I will also teach you the exact skills you need to attract and keep an emotionally healthy, evolved love relationship, no matter your age and whether you're single or in a coupled relationship so that you can have the life you desire and the love relationship that you deserve. Learn to transform a negative fear-based mindset into a positive and purpose-filled conscious and evolved mindset to achieve success in all life areas. Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4 and Show 91 of the Lessons in Life and Love podcast. I'm your host and Global Life and Love Coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you every Friday on LessonsInLifeAndLove.com and on my app, Lessons in Life and Love, on the go. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas into one that you're passionate about and to help you attract and have the love that you deserve. I'm on a mad mission to change the way the world loves, so you'll learn how to have emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious love, and how to avoid toxic, painful, traumatic relationships, which seem way too prevalent today. It's time to help you create the life that you desire and have the love that you deserve. So if you have a personal concern, I invite you to meet with me for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session and Assessment this week. Just sign up at my website at rihannamilne.com. Right now, we're running an incredible special to meet with me for only $47 and it's a $500 one hour assessment. So don't delay. I look forward to meeting you face to face. So let's dive in love angels and transformers. Research shows 90% of people suffer in life and love. I know that's almost unbelievable. It is fact too that past childhood dating and relationship trauma impacts adults in life and love as you move forward unless you do something about it. And also it escalates for those who are considered famous or very successful successful in business. And we're going to get into that, why that happens to be true and give you some excellent examples so you clearly understand why this happens. This matters. This whole concept is so important because you're going to want to understand why you or someone you love may be struggling in dating to find an amazing person or in your love relationship. Why success in business can escalate problems and how to eliminate the negative unconscious thoughts and destructive repetitive patterns that are destroying your life maybe complicating things in business and just sabotaging your love relationships. This is for you. If you're frustrated with picking all the wrong people to date, you repeatedly get hurt by those you love. You want marriage and a family, but work seems to get in the way. Or you know exactly how to attract and keep the ideal partner for an emotionally healthy and lasting relationship. You want all those tips. You want to know what to do, how to do it so you don't make any more costly or emotionally hurtful mistakes. Or you might be someone that keeps finding yourself in toxic cycles of fighting, emotional or verbal abuse, and other dysfunctional behavior patterns that are ruining your chance at a loving and lasting relationship. My goal for this show and for you is to learn how you can successfully attract and have an emotionally healthy, conscious, and evolved love relationship. And trust me, you can. I've had hundreds and hundreds of graduates in my programs, and they are doing amazing. Also, I will teach you to have a positive 
positive success from a life mindset for all areas so you can have a life that's really happy, fulfilled, and full of purpose. Who are some of our listeners? They're singles looking for the emotionally healthy partner. They're people in an exclusive relationship but having some problems in a few areas and they want to figure out what's going on. Why do they keep having these cycles of fighting and they want to get beyond them? Or if you definitely are in a toxic and abusive relationship and you're very worried about what to do, you don't want to split up your family, you want to keep it together, but you've tried therapy. I always hear this all the time. Nothing else has worked until they come to coaching. (laughs) I am your coach. And it's for those who are successful and confident in business, but they just suck at love and they want to know why. What is it going on? They want to figure it out. Why do nine out of 10 people struggle in life and love? What is this all about? This is a little bit about my story. Why do I care about this? Well, I am someone who experienced childhood dating and relationship trauma and abuse, and I had no idea what was going on. Now, I'm just an ordinary woman, just like a lot of the females I work with. However, I happen to have a triple master's in applied clinical and counseling psychology, and I'm a certified addictions professional. And when I went through a relationship with someone I cared about very deeply, I didn't know about childhood trauma because because it did not exist. We did not learn about it in my master's program. And I went there later in life. I went there in my 40s. It is not in the DSM-4, which is our statistical model for psychotherapists. When I had my counseling clients come in the door, we have to give them a diagnostic code and it did not exist. It led me on a mad mission to figure out what did this man that I adore have? Um, I could only describe it as he was a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Wonderful to society a middle school principal, very well respected, well loved. My children adored him. His children adored me. We were so in love. We had three wedding ceremonies, one in Cancun, one in Paris, and one in Atlantic City where our children stood up for us. And it was quite unusual. Everyone in the town said, you know, oh gosh, I wish I was you guys. We're out dancing all over, having an amazing relationship. And on the surface, everything seemed perfectly fine until one day my world exploded. Um, He shows up. I was a SAC counselor, student assistance counselor in an elementary school as he was a principal in a middle school and he was not supposed to be at my school an hour away. This is right after we had a great Key West vacation for winter break and he was not allowed into his school because there was porn on his computer. So not only that, I mean, the world that I knew of just exploded. You just can't be doing that. <laughs> a, in a school and B, if you're the principal, totally not cool. Well, of course, everything exploded as far as my world and what I knew it was and my My children were upset. I never heard an apology. He ran out of town, couldn't handle the news, and it was thrown on my lap to handle it, not only myself personally, but in business. It affected me in business. I had to stand up and I served as my own attorney, which was called Pro Se Attorney, and I fought my case to have the marriage annulled, and I won. The judge said, Ms. Milne, in 32 years of being a family court justice, I've only granted one annulment, and yours is the second. That was one way to empower my But the second way was to do the research so that we could end what was a fabulous love in an amicable way because he did not know what was wrong with him. And he cried and he says, I don't know what's the matter with me. And I ruined everything. I ruined my life. I ruined us. I ruined everything. And he did. And I need to figure out why. So that's how I covered childhood trauma. Now, I'm considered somebody who's successful in business. I coach around the world. I have a couple best-selling books. 
I have a few initials after my name. Without my system in place that I have taught myself, I could be a workaholic, but I definitely have wonderful balance in my life. But my research helped me and all my clients who are experiencing the same dynamics that 90% of other people can experience. And that's what we're going to go into in this show. I am a certified clinical trauma professional. With that work, I decided to specialize in those with childhood trauma several years ago when this incident happened to me. I do a lot of blog work for digital romance and eHarmony. I have been interviewed on all the major networks from NBC, Fox, CBS, ABC, and so on. I have a ton of educational videos on YouTube because I'm all about education, about the motivational mindset for success. And my books, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve, and Live Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success. Those are the two that are in Barnes and Noble. So that was a childhood dream of mine. And you can get free chapter downloads if you're curious to read a little bit about those books right on my website, rihannamilne.com. I am one to reach my goals and dreams once I set them. And I worked hard to support my kids as a single mom, sometimes working five jobs at once. When I did the research, I was so determined to help those in my counseling practice at the time. And it was so amazing because it was like floodgates open. When I was finding out this information, I found out most of my people either had childhood trauma or their partners had childhood trauma. Let's go into some famous people that all have huge success in their careers, but suffer from childhood trauma. And we're going to get to the bottom of how can they be so successful in work, but struggle in love. These people have childhood trauma, so I'm not saying they're struggling in love. So let me clarify this first group. Steve Jobs, Oprah Winfrey, Jim Carrey, Tiger Woods, Angelina Jolie, Donald Trump, Albert Einstein, Napoleon, Michael Jackson, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase. Now, this is just part of a large list I have in front of me. You can see how many comedians I have on this first list. And there is a reason, because humor is used in childhood when kids grow up with a lot of pain. In college, I did a study on comedians, and they all came from a traumatic childhood. Now, this group of famous people also experienced childhood trauma and became wildly successful in their career, but at the same time, they became evil, sociopath, and psychopathic at the same time. So before I read the list, people want to say, well, what's sociopath and psychopath? Sociopath is someone that does not give any care or concern for someone's emotional well-being. They will use you, take advantage of you, manipulate you, and walk away without apology. A psychopath will do the same thing, but then they also kill. This is this list. Adolf Hitler, Stalin, Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden, Mussolini, and they can go on. But that is a list where those of severe childhood trauma grow up and they turn evil. What are the similarities between the two lists? Okay, this is a crazy similar list here. They're all very successful. They all work very hard. They're all workaholics. They are considered charming and amazing influencers. They're often considered weird, a little bit different, or isolators. Most had traumatic, abusive adult relationships, but not all. Most have few friends and have a very low trust factor. And there's a lot of blurting out. 
That's a term that I use. It's not a scientific term, but it's inappropriate spoken words, words spoken without thinking. And I think you can probably think of a great example from the list that I just read with someone that globally was known for blurting out and really damaged his reputation. Some went to the very top of their careers, but others, of course, became evil and a mass murderer on the way. The common element They all suffered from childhood trauma. If you have questions on this, now we're going to go into the 10 most common childhood traumas. And again, 90% of our population is affected by childhood trauma. So you're going to want to take notes on that. So if you haven't gotten your pen and paper yet, make sure you do, because we're going to go into that list very soon. We have to take a brief break, but we will be right back. You're listening to Lessons in Life and Love with your host and global coach, Rihanna Milne. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you single and ready for a love relationship? If you're in a committed relationship or marriage, does your partner have any red flags you should be concerned about? Do you think they or you have childhood trauma? Just go to rihannamilne.com and do the free love test. For a limited time, you can also get an introductory offer on a life and love transformation discovery session and assessment to address your results and current concerns. We'll get to the bottom of what's keeping you stuck in life, love, or business. Learn how to move forward to reach your dreams. Get your free love test and life and love discovery session at rihannamilne.com. That's rihannamilne.com. I look forward to meeting you and seeing how I can help you best. We're back, and this is Rihanna Milne, your global life and love coach. I want to change the way those in the U.S. love. I can't talk about global love, but just recently I saw the documentary on spring break where hooking up is nothing about love. Sex is just a conquest. It's a competition. And I'm like, thank God my girls aren't in that generation of their 20s. And when I work with people in their 20s, they're really looking for quality love. When I saw that, it's like, oh, wow, you know, what happened tomorrow value and our morals, how we grew up. It's just so far off the path from what I know. And the childhood trauma is a huge impact on this. The book, The Sociopath Next Door by Martha Stout also found that one in 25 people are sociopathic. You need to know if you're out there dating, what to look for when dating. Here's some other names of people, sociopaths. We got the Boston Strangler, Jeffrey Dahmer killed 17 people, the clown serial killer, 33 males, Gary Ridgway murdered 90 women, all have childhood trauma. So what's happened to the other 65% of us? If 90% have childhood trauma, 25% are sociopath. Guess what, guys? I'm going to go into that next. So just hang tight. I'm your host and global coach, Rihanna Milne. You're listening to Lessons in Life and Love. And just stay tuned because we'll be right back. Since many of you are now at home, are you wondering what a home profession would be like? Have you ever thought of coaching? I have developed an amazing coaching mentoring program to get you started in coaching or help you to excel to global status. To inquire, just go to rihannamilne.com and check out the mentoring tab and then contact me with a list of what you would like help with. This is a personalized, customized, and individual coaching program to help you get your new or existing virtual dream job off the ground. 
Why not go for it? How much time do we have to live our dreams? Start today. Just go to rihannamilne.com, the mentoring tab, and create the list you need me to coach you on to begin your virtual global dream job from home today. That's rihannamilne.com, rihannamilne.com, the mentoring tab, to create the life you desire now. We're back. This is Rihanna Milne on Lessons in Life and Love, your global life and love coach. We are talking about how research shows nine out of 10 people suffer in life and love due to the fact that past childhood dating and relationship trauma is impacting them today as adults in life and love. And this happens to everyone, men, women, young, old, straight, LGBT, it doesn't matter. And it escalates for those who are considered famous or successful in business. Let's go into how it affects people in domestic abuse. I have a short list here of some people who were greatly successful in business in their careers who greatly suffered in love. We have our entertainers like Rihanna, Tina Turner, Whitney Houston, Marilyn Monroe, Elizabeth Taylor, some men, Howard Hughes, Michael Jackson, Abraham Lincoln, and Andy Warhol. So many more women and men who become very successful in their careers but struggle in life or love. Let's go into the definition of what is trauma. A traumatic event involves a single experience or enduring repeated or multiple experiences that completely overwhelm a person's ability to cope or process the ideas and the emotions involved in this experience. So when something happens to you suddenly, this is when PTSD can come in, like I was in shock when this episode happened with my ex. And what happens is then when shocking information comes or your trauma is pushed from the past, it's called an emotional trigger. And this is when an adult unconsciously feels anger, fearful or attacked and reacts to a person or an event that's often dramatic and seems totally irrational to them when under stress in life or in a relationship. And the result is always tied to an emotional, physical trauma that occurred to the person when they were very young and an innocent child. And what happens when you're young and if it's repeated childhood trauma, you have to develop survival strategies and pretty soon they become your quote unquote normal and they become part of your unconscious programming in behavior. So this segment is the one where you want to really take some notes because I developed what's called the Childhood Trauma Discovery Checklist. And I'm going to go over the top 10 adverse childhood events. And that term was from the Kaiser Permanente Group out of San Diego, who made the correlation between those of childhood trauma, and they came up with the term ACE, adverse childhood events, and they developed a checklist around that. And they made the correlation between those with childhood events and obesity in adults. Then they took it further and did more of a study. That is like another whole show in itself. But another gentleman joined him from the Center of Disease Control. They did more testing and they found out those with childhood trauma were the ones suffering from disease in their 50s and 60s at an early age, predominantly heart disease, diabetes, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, irritable bowel syndrome, migraines, and so many more ailments. It's not only psychological. I work with more of the emotional end, but my clients do learn to calm down their brain and body activity 
I appreciated the list, the adverse childhood checklist, but to me, we're missing a lot because again, I was working with people with childhood trauma since 2000 and, and this study came out in late 2015, I believe. So I was happy it came out because it was a big study and there was a name for it. That was great. There was another group that developed a checklist and added more things. But the more I worked with my people, these are the items that I find that affect most of my people in love. And there has not been any mass study yet in childhood trauma and how it affects people in love. What my clients work with with me and my oldest client, 78, you know, I've worked with children too in the schools that have come from trauma. But let's get into the childhood trauma discovery checklist. And I just want you to write three columns. The first one is me, if you have any of these. The second column is your partner, if you're in a steady relationship or if you're single now, a partner you recently left, uh, if the relationship was traumatic. And the third is parents. And if it applies, as I go along, just write down mom or dad or both. Okay. Remember first though, as I go through, there's no guilt around this. There's no shame. Trauma happens to us. We're young. We're innocent. We don't know any better. All we know is what mom and dad are showing us as examples and what's modeled to us. But it is proven that childhood trauma goes through the generations. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Number one, did your parent have any addiction to a substance or compulsive? of behavior. Most of us know, of course, drugs and alcohol, but we're talking sex, like cheating, porn, gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, TV watching. So there's 10 addictions right off the bat. There's many more, but those are some of the most common ones. Second, emotional abuse, neglect, or you witness domestic violence. And you remember feeling afraid when you were left alone for long periods of time. So emotional abuse, know what that is, but one of the studies also showed if you came home from school like at three o'clock and your parents weren't there, they were working and you had to be alone for a couple of hours, that would count under some form of neglect. If you witness the domestic violence, that is a score there as well. Number three, verbal abuse. You either witnessed or received yelling or cursing. You were never given compliments. You were verbally put down or the opposite, given the silent treatment when mom or dad was mad at you and they would just stonewall or shut down. And again, you could have either witnesses or received the verbal abuse, but they all count. Next one, number four, sexual abuse, rape, or molestation. Now, I always used to think that was a level 10 trauma. And we look at the levels, one being lighter, 10 being most severe, but all the studies show any of these are equally weighted. So that is always a heavy one and that could have occurred whether inside or outside of the home. Now we're going to finish the last few when we come back from a break. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this. I'm Rihanna Milne and Lessons in Life and Love. We'll be right back after this break. Do you have a teen or high school grad in your life that you're worried about? Whether you're a mom, dad, or grandparent, it's up to us to give our teens the resiliency and developmental assets that they need to succeed in life, love relationships, and business. Today's teen is worried about our world. 
What will their future be like? They're anxious about whether to go into debt for an education, what jobs will exist if they go to college, how will they earn enough money to be independent, and with today's hookup culture, will they be able to have a quality, loving, and emotionally healthy relationship? As the adult in their life, you can help them now. Enroll them in life transition coaching for those ages 16 to 30 who are struggling with life's choices, who can't find work, are stuck in anxiety, depression, addiction, self-harm, or blame outside of themselves, or for those who have just failed to launch. This is a master's degree in life. That's imperative to do before they even consider investing in college, or if they have graduated from college and can't seem to find work. Give them the psychological and emotional edge in life to succeed no matter what the outside circumstances are by learning the Mindset for Success system. Many young people have excelled without college because it's no longer the success ticket it once was. But having the confidence to create the life you desire along with the motivation to succeed is. Learn more at RihannaMilne.com. Just go to rihannamilne.com forward slash life transition programs. That's rihannamilne.com life transition programs and give your teen or young adult the one gift that will last forever and truly make a difference. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We are in the midst of going over the childhood traumas. Number five, abandonment from either parent, fault or no fault. Now, the fault abandonment is if there's a divorce and let's say the father leaves the home, he promises to see you and he's late, he doesn't show up on time. Or if you go over to the house, he's always with his girlfriend and ignoring you. That's a fault abandonment. A no fault abandonment would be, for example, if a parent has to go off to fight war, if they happen to die early, or they travel a lot for their job. It's not their fault that they're leaving you. So it's called a no-fault abandonment. This was one that I went through, and I didn't know it at the time, but my father was like James Bond. He was FBI and CIA, and we did not know that until my dad was sick years later. And we got letters from Ronald Reagan and William Casey thanking my father for his dedication and service to our country. And I remember, though, as a little girl, when I was doing this work, I'm there, what traumas do I have if 90% of people are affected? And I remember asking my mom, like, when's daddy coming home? And she always used to say, oh, I don't know. Like, and she didn't know. And we never knew. So that was kind of nerve wracking for a little child, not knowing where her dad was when she's close to him. Okay, the next one, adoption, foster care, or you had to go live with other relatives because mom or dad couldn't take care of you. That's another one. Um, Seven, this is a big one. This is very common, personal trauma. You remember being bullied as a kid or not fitting in. You felt different for some reason. It could have been you had a medical condition or you were an overweight child or skinny and gawky child. For some reason, you felt worthless. You didn't fit in the in crowd. You were rejected. Whatever you might have gone through, that's trauma number seven, and that happens to you, and that is always around the feeling of not feeling good enough, personal trauma. Number eight is sibling trauma. There's several here. The sibling might have bullied you. They might have been born 
born with a medical condition or developed one and the parents gave them all the attention and you just had to deal with it. Or most often they were perceived by you to be the golden child, which meant that they could have been more intelligent, more attractive, more athletic, and they got moms and dads more attention and accolades and compliments. So that's sibling trauma. Number nine, family trauma. That could be frequent moves, like a military family has to move every four years, very hard on the children. Loss of home by flood and fire. If you grow up in poverty or in a dangerous neighborhood, incarceration of a parent. Now, I work with people around the world. You know, I had a client from Lebanon who grew up in the active war zone as a child. She goes, Rihanna, I remember not knowing if I was going to be alive each day when I woke up. That is severe family trauma. And I'm adding to that one community trauma. Community trauma is later down on the list. I discussed the top 10, but our community trauma has gotten so intense. Let's look at the school shootings, mass community shootings. We've got volcanoes. I mean, I'm not a young chick, okay? I'm 60. And we've never heard of volcanoes erupting as we were growing up. Landslides, mudslides, storms wiping out entire areas like Puerto Rico, our hurricanes, our level four or five. So the community trauma is really escalating and that lends right into family trauma. I was out in Las Vegas talking to the community right after their mass shooting there. And people were still all in a state of post-traumatic shock from that event, kind of walking around like in a cloud, kind of numbed out. And this definitely affects the family in many ways. And number 10, the last one, is if you had an unstable parent with mental health issues, the two most difficult are bipolar, which is manic and depressive. Depression could come out as anger, fast trigger, moodiness, exhaustion, or just checking out emotionally. Manic could be happy and they're great or it could be a gambling spree. So manic is not always good. That's bipolar and borderline is the most toughest and that tends to be going through the generations. It could be inherited and that's fast trigger anger. When they're good, they're great. When they're bad, they're horrid and you never know what you're going to get. A lot of moodiness, narcissistic personality, depression, anxiety, someone that's critical, controlling, fast trigger anger or your parent bullied you. So those are the 10 traumas. If you want to discuss your situation with me, and I do understand that I have a call, a question. So how can I help you? Hi, Hello. Hi, who's this? This is Marianne from San Francisco. Hi, Marianne. How are you? How can I help you? I'm fine. I experienced a lot of the things on your list and I'm dating now and I just was talking to this guy on one of the online platforms and we left it kind of loose. We were going to have a date a few days later and I didn't hear from him and it was getting close to the date and I was getting so anxious and I just want to know if it's okay to like text or call the day before to make sure the date is on or if you think that's being too clingy and chasing the guy, like what would you say? No, I wouldn't think so because you have to make plans. So when you go out dating, especially from the online platforms, the first thing is to establish the friendship. So just look at this person as they could be a new friend and take some of the pressure off yourself. So just say, hey, just checking in. Do, do you have a time and a place available for Friday night so I can plan around that? So just make it kind of lighthearted and friendly. Don't be too tense on yourself. There's probably some of the traumas from your past playing in 
into your anxiety. So would you like to process that a little bit with me? Sure. Okay. What are some of the signs of this that you're struggling with this? And what are some of the signs that come out in love and dating? One sign is ongoing anxiety. This is common in all of my clients. They feel anxious about things and events. And it's one sign that you might have had some of the traumas. This is very common. Some of the other signs you could be battling is on and off depression, having fears or panic attacks where other people would feel more confident. You might have faulty coping and behavioral patterns or low self-esteem. Again, that feeling of not being good enough, that goes back to trauma seven quick to anger or various moods that are hard for you to control. Or when you are in a love relationship, you tend to be codependent. And if that breaks up, you could be love addicted. I'm going to get back to my caller in just a minute, but I wanted to hit on this one more time in case this comes up for her. One of the pioneers when I was doing my research was Janet Wositz. She did work on the ACOA, which is adult child of an alcoholic. And that was the first aha moment when I started to bridge together what my ex-husband had. And when I developed all the traumas, he had nine out of the 10 traumas. And number one, his father was a raging alcoholic. Number two, he's physically abused, verbally abused, docile mo- mother who neglected him, teased horribly, came from lack, borderline father, a sister who really excelled and was very intelligent. He did not want to be home. So he had nine of the traumas. Okay. And these are some of the things that come out. And, you know, the first thing I knew was he was ACOA, adult child of an alcoholic. And some of the signs that ACOAs can show was that they could be bipolar or borderline personality because they've grown up with these difficult parents. They could be a narcissist as an adult. They're more focused on themselves because they had to be as children as a coping mechanism. I know the word narcissist is a real buzzword today. Everybody calls me and says, oh, the ex is a narcissist. Well, probably not. They're probably some with childhood trauma. They probably have borderline. They probably have three or four other things happening, or they could be sociopathic and the sociopath is always narcissistic. It's not just narcissists. Sometimes there's a lot more going on. Some other signs is that, you know, you're disorganized, you're cluttered, you're messy, you lose things, your mind cannot focus. It's always scattered. Irresponsibility, not necessarily at work. Again, you could excel in work, but be irresponsible at home around the children. Uh, Impulsive in words, thoughts and actions. That's where that blurting out comes out. You get in trouble later or an impulse of action where you don't think of anybody else and you just do it because you want to. That is narcissism, but it does affect you and your partner and your whole situation. Like my whole family exploded when my ex did his narcissistic sociopathic stuff. Fear of abandonment, insecurity, jealousy, and like I said, love addiction to a partner you consciously know is really bad for you, but you still really crave him. That's love addiction coming from abandonment. History of poor relationship dynamics and the sociopath will always refuse to apologize or forgive. They shut down emotionally. They don't communicate. And those are signs that my clients learn to watch for as they're out there dating. Let me get back to my caller. Okay, so when we did the childhood checklist, how many things did you find that you relate to on that list? Nine. Nine of them? Okay. And have yeah. you ever had any help either from a therapist or a trauma coach? Yeah, I've had therapy for a long time. Did that help you in any way? Did that help you get beyond any of the traumatic feelings that you have or your emotional triggers? 
Yeah, it held me. I think I have a little more awareness when I am being triggered, but I and I notice just the the background anxiety and this whole dating thing really yeah. triggers anxiety for sure. Okay. Because when I work with my clients, we do 50% life coaching and 50% love coaching. And the life coaching, we first dive very deeply into the childhood trauma piece. I have like 20 pages of assessments. We get right to the bottom of what you went through and how you had to handle it. And then you get the education in love. So you know what questions to ask on your date. You know what to look for, body language. You get to know fairly early on if you're dealing with someone who is emotionally healthy. However, studies show that the sociopath or the con artists normally start showing their colors around four to nine months in. So if it's later in your relationships, don't beat yourself up about that. But the key is to be more confident with dating by knowing exactly what to do on your dates, questions to ask, to be very consciously aware when you're dating and know exactly what it is that you want before you go out there dating. Even with my singles profiles that I help them write, we really nail down what it is they're looking for and that is their roadmap. And they know not to go off of that or or settle. Life is short. You don't want to go through any more cheap drama. If you've been through it once or twice, enough enough. I really appreciate your call. Marianne, all I want to say is, you know, get some more education. If you're going to work with someone, I would be glad to talk with you. Do sign up for a life and love transformation discovery session. You'll meet with me. Nobody else sees the work that you fill out before we chat. I give you up to one hour of time. It's worth $500. Just go to my website, rihannamilne.com, and I'll see how I can help you best. There's definitely the puzzle. We go back into your past childhood, relationships with your mom and dad, grandparents, your first significant love. We look at a a lot of different things. When you go out there to date, you want to date with confidence. You want to know exactly what to do. And that's what I do when I empower my clients, and I'll help you as I can. Stay with the show, and you're going to learn a lot. Just this last segment, I want to go in a few sabotaging behaviors that trauma can include. One is lying, like manipulation can be a trigger. If they're afraid they're going to be punished or they're going to upset you or you're afraid you're going to leave them, there might be a lot of lying going on. That became a survival strategy for a young person that might have been beaten physically quite a lot. They lie to get out of the fact that they're going to be severely punished and it just becomes a way of life. Control occurs when a partner either doesn't feel good about themselves, they lack control in their own life, or as a child, they had no control, meaning their parents were always disruptive or yelling and there was nothing they could do about it. So they grow up as an adult and crave control. Now in business, control works. It makes you successful. In relationships, it ruins it. Here is the difference in life, love and work. Jealousy is a lack of trust and self-confidence. You think your partner wants another because what you offer is not, quote, good enough. So You might hold on too tight. You might try to control your partner's actions, making them angry. Jealousy comes from trauma number seven, personal trauma. Impulsivity is one of the ones that ruins life the fastest, which means making risky choices that destroy your relationship and hurt your partner, you, and the whole relationship. 
People pleasing is very common with women. It's hard for you to say no or you ever do for others, making you somewhat angry and resentful. And this coping strategy happened as a child when you grew up with very toxic or difficult parents. You kept people pleasing them to keep the peace in the household. Of course, addictions like overspending, using alcohol is all a part of coping with the anxiety that is always going on in the brain and body. But there is help for this and I am here to help you with that every week. And with that ends the lesson. Okay, love angels and transformers, that's all we have time for today. I appreciate you sharing the love and the mission of me helping to change the way the world loves by simply sending the show link to the friends you love and care about. Please take a moment to subscribe to the show, give it a five-star rating, and comment on what you like about the show. You can always contact me at LessonsInLifeAndLove.com if you have a show topic you would like me to cover. And you can easily share the show link from there. Remember, you can reach out for help for me during the week at my website, rihannamilne.com. And while you're there, download the free ebook, Why 9 Out of 10 People Struggle in Life and Love. Be sure to take the four free love quizzes and get the book chapter downloads of my number one bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve, and its sister book, Live Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success. Because as always, I am here to help you create the life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. Have a very blessed, safe, and fabulous week. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. If you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.